All right, guys, thank you for that first carrier update. Great way to start off our Friday here on Freight Waves. Now, right now we're going to go ahead and welcome in our first story of the day. And we've got our top story with Clarissa Hawes, our investigative reporter, who's here to talk to us about yet another trucking company who has ended up folding under the pressure of the market. Clarissa joins us on the phone. Thank you so much for being here this morning. Sure, thanks for having me on. And it looks like we might be having some technical issues getting Clarissa there, but that's okay because we've got plenty of other top stories to break down you for this morning. Clarissa, are we there? Can we, do we have you? Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? There we go. We've got you now. Awesome. Well, thank you for being here. And let's dig right into this because it seems like this is a story that we are now starting to see more often, trucking companies ending up going under. And this one happened very quickly. What can you tell us about what happened? Sure. Um, I started hearing from a few owner-operators um, Monday night um, going into Tuesday. You know, there were kind of rumblings about that there was problems with this um, entity called Flagship Transport, which had a few um, carriers underneath it, including AREL Trucking, which was their largest company that had like 380 drivers. But in total, they had about 450, more than 450 truck drivers um, that were working under the flagship transport Nick umbrella. And um, so they, you know, they had, they were being told over the past two weeks when um, they didn't get deposits, you know, into their accounts on, it was like every Friday. And then they were saying, hey, we're switching banks. We're going to a paper check system while we transition. You can't do this overnight um, until we get all of the accounts switched over. And so they were like, okay, you know, this happens sometimes. And especially with some of the situations we're seeing in the banking industry. So they're like, okay, maybe this, maybe this is what we need to do. And, and then. So, but then it was like they bounced. So when they did get their paper checks, they bounced. And so it was becoming a problem. But um, on Tuesday this, of this week, they were were supposed to get their paychecks, including their back pay that they were owed. And, and so many of them, um, you know, delivered their loads and drove to, and they had to pick them up at the Medley, um, you know, terminal. And so when they arrived, you know, to get their checks, no one, like, no one was in the office. No one was taking calls. And so these drivers, some of them have been camped out since Tuesday, still waiting to hear from, you know, executives about what the status, what, what's going to happen to them now. And Clarissa, I mean, of course, this is an unfortunate event. I mean, with their checks not coming in or not clearing... Do you have any word on what was going on with their fuel cards? Is this come into play at all? Um, they were told on their way, I, and I don't know, you know, I haven't been able to speak with any owners of the owners about this, but I, they were t- told to fuel at the, at a love um, travel stop and, uh, you know, that that was the only place they would be able to get by fuel. And so I don't know if those fuel cards were, you know, a way, or that was a way to get the trucks back. You know, a lot of them were independent contractors. Some owned their equipment, some leased the equipment. So I'm not sure if that was a way to get the trucks, the most of the equipment back into the yard. Um, 
prior to shutting the doors. But yes, they were able to buy fuel until Wednesday. And then, um, you know, some of the drivers weren't um, in touch with some that were still trying to make their way back to the Miami Medley area. So, Clarissa, in the story that you wrote and put up yesterday, which we talked about briefly in headlines, you mentioned that some of these drivers were owed upwards of $20,000, which, of course, is a lot of money, especially for a company that's going under. And you mentioned that you hadn't had comment from the owners of the company, but their attorney chimed in saying he had heard rumors of some financial issues, but yet that neither the parent company nor any of its subsidiaries had filed for bankruptcy protection. Is that still what this looks like going forward, or is there a chance of them filing for that bankruptcy? Um, I reached out again to the same attorney, David McDonald, um, and he um, wasn't able to provide any additional information. Um, I checked last night, you know, I checked all day, you know, to see if anything had been filed and nothing had. I did, um, I had reached out to all the executives and their vice president of sales um, did, you know, I asked him, you know, kind of what the plan forward was going to be. And he, he said, no, you know, it was no comment. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the, the, the attorney, Mr. McDonald said that they had, you know, he, you know, he was their registered agent and, but wasn't involved in the day-to-day operations. He was told that, um, you know, that they were looking, working with creditors to come up with some kind of repayment plan and, and, and talking to potential investors that would have covered payments to these drivers. But, you know, he, I guess he said he was unclear what happened if conversations broke down. Um, I did, yesterday uncover um which i didn't include in my initial report that that flagship transport is being sued by the um by the owner of the property that that they leased for over a hundred thousand dollars and um and in civil court in miami Dade, and that they are yeah that they are seeking eviction um for unpaid, um, you know, leasing payments. And of course, that was going to be my next question. Some of the legal ramifications and more specifically coming from the driver's side, is there anything that could uh, we could see play out there? Well, I think, you know, if a bankruptcy is filed, you know, you know, the secured creditors, the banks, you know, they will, you know, they're always priority creditors because they have secured um, property um, with the company. And, you know, unfortunately, the drivers who, you know, make the, you know, delivered the load so that the receive, you know, that the company could get paid um, every last bit, you know, that like, you know, that they have, you know, they're usually typically lower in line or at the bottom if there's any money left, then they will be paid. But usually they're not at the top of the chain, even though. You know, it's, I always think, and I know that, you know, everybody has a stake in, in if there is a bankruptcy, which, which hasn't happened yet, but, you know, the, the drivers who even without having a paycheck continue to work and, you know, serve their customers. Um, but yet, you know, there's no promise that they'll be paid. Well, of course, definitely a, uh, 
uh, intriguing and awful story here. Thank you so much for joining us and, and shedding some insight on it. We'll be sure to um, follow up with you as the story develops. Sure. Thanks for having me on today. Of course. Thank you so much for being here. Right now, we're going to toss it over to Kaylee Nix for our first look at today's headline. 